Dios. Margaret Atwood. Yes, are we recording? <laughs> yep. Oh, hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Ghosts and Hoes. Ghosts and Hoes. Ghosts and Hoes, paranormal podcast where we talk about the occult, paranormal things, spooky things, ghosts, murder, most foul. And now, murder. ASMR. <laughs> and dicks. <laughs> We talk about dicks a lot. That yeah. really needs to just—I I, don't—it's just become a thing. It has. Speaking of so, paranormal and also dicks, dun dun dun, <sighs> guys. What happened? I think I can finally give up online dating. Why? I no, it's a lie. Uh, so there, <laughs> a guy. She found the one. Yeah. Well, he oh. Found, well, he found her. The one that's gonna murder me. Good God. <laughs> um, so. Is he just okay? Real quick, yeah. Earmuffs for probably fifteen twenty minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds right. That sounds right. Okay. How big? It's not that. That's not the issue. But it's not not big. It it's it would be fine. Let's see. I'm ASMRing the fuck out of this There's episode. Questions. You hear that? There's questions. Jesus. Here. I, so okay, first let me show you his face. Okay, is this? And this is real. So no, this, this is, is real. this is all like, hi, how are you? Oh, he's not bad looking no, at all. And then he was like, because his bio said something okay. about I like yeah. tacos. Oh, that dog. I know. Right. It was real. Like, so you know, just fine. totally normal. Talking like, about so tacos. He and then gave all of a sudden, me, shit went weird. He's like, here's my number, and I'm like, okay, cool. So he sent him a text. We started chatting. And this is on Bumble. Okay. Bumble. Okay. And so chatting, whatever. And then he's like, well, why are you on all these dating sites or whatever? I'm like. I don't know. Fun, mostly. Why is anyone on a dating site? Because they're fucking then, single, dumbass. And then it went R- off the fucking went, rails. Yeah, like yeah. it went from how quick? It went from zero to what the fuck mm-hmm. in that moment it took him to read that text. Oh wow! And, and the reason I know this, which <laughs> men, if you are listening and you are single and you're on a dating site, let me tell you right now. Whomever you are sending these photos of your dick to has best friends. And those best friends live their daily lives in a group text. Yeah. Therefore, your entire conversation, if you're being a complete dipshit, and your dick are in group text. Yeah. Just so you know. Also, it's in my bio that I am a stand-up comedian. So he has to realize that I will be making so much fun of him. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of it. And also, we name names, bro. Your shit's getting doxxed. You're on a podcast. <laughs> I need you to tell me if the texture of his dick is normal. Oh, okay. That, there. That's where. Yeah, so, okay. Okay, so the what you are describing to me as this conversation <laughs> yeah. going from zero to what the fuck in the time it took to write uh-huh. the text, that's exactly what just happened when Danielle asked me to judge the texture of this man's penis. Uh, yes. Yes. But... It's a thing. It like it's just okay. Here's let me see. Here's here's that. It's not bad. It's okay. It's, however, sure. 
what the fuck is happening? An uncircumcised penis? No, no, no. Is that normal? That's not normal. I what? mean, I've never seen it, but is it, it doesn't... Is it rashy? Is it... It doesn't look rashy. No, it's just... I don't like A textured it. penis, then. It is... Well, I mean, okay, so for listeners... I'm not penis shaming. I'm just saying, like, is this a thing? So, the dick is circumcised, first off. Let's put this all into perspective. We're going to describe this and go through it. No, no. It looks like a heat rash, but I don't believe it. The dick is uncircumcised, and right where the the mushroom meets the shaft, Mm. uh, towards the bottom of it, it it almost, like, separates from the shaft a little bit and has a little, little, like, cavern, has a little cave behind it. It's not... Like big and gross. It's just yeah. little, little, little that's bit of cleavage. The, it's dick my, cleavage. That's not the part and that bothers me. No, no, I know. There. That texture along the. I mean, that. I don't think that's. It doesn't I look like anything. I don't. Okay, good. I There's don't nothing trust about it. it that that looks like it's infected. I don't or trust anything. it. I don't trust it. So there's that. I don't. I don't trust it. Ask I also him. don't have a penis. So Ask him. I'm no, like, because I don't, we're I don't, not. We're, uh-uh. I have not responded to any messages he sent me. <laughs> not so. Did he? Since did you rest- say fun and then immediately dick pics? Kaya, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. There was yeah. no no, no barrier. Like, there. Oh, there was no me cushion. too. He. There was some. There was an intro to a conversation that started with something along the lines. Yeah, he told of, me. Uh, he's like. I'll bet you have a real cute butthole. I'm like, that's how oh, it started. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that puts it into perspective. Yeah. Jesus. So, it was it was oh real. So had it not had it not been that one, then yeah, sure, okay, maybe it's just normal that but when you're coming at me like that and you're like, I'll bet you have a real cute butthole, let me see it. Right off the bat, that's I'm like, gonna say that that's probably something that should be checked out by a doctor. Well, <laughs> Not necessarily. I'm going to say it is. Oh, I, God. I mean, I'm going to say not necessarily. The That's conversation, fine. though, it's just I'm like, like it's, nude. It's light. It's, oh, yeah, tacos. Do you want to fuck do him? You like tacos? I do not. You don't. No. So, like, in general, bef- prior to seeing the dick. My vagina has never been drier. Okay. <laughs> after this conversation. No, I'm saying before the conversation. Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe. He's, and he was like, yeah, we should go out and get tacos sometime. I'm like, cool, sure. Okay, so. I bet you have a real cute well. butthole. And then, so it was like, it went from, hey, we should right. get together sometime and hang out, to, you look like you have a real cute butthole. You well, should show it to me. Here's my penis. Oh, yeah. It's not it, gr- it, I mean, it went weird. Here's like, the thing. The what? optics aren't great. <laughs> so episode name that was fair. <laughs> i was fair. like oh no and then he sent me a video i'm like i can't with you and then, oh yeah oh, i want to see it i not right now it's not a while recording no no it's but i will show you yeah, is you it, it wait so is there sound yes okay just mute it <laughs> i, I want to describe what's happening to these listeners no nobody needs nobody needs it oh boy i mean i just described in detail, know, what the bottom of his like, dick looks like. like. <laughs> so I feel like, like they, me describing suffered. a video is going to be pretty they, uh, on par with the severity of this conversation. They've suffered with me enough in this moment right now. I don't. They don't need that. I don't know that there's been any suffering. It's I think this has been pretty delightful. And he just, he just goes for it. It's like so one like, of those. It's like butt it, stuff too. No, 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 no butt stuff. Oh, no, he's no. solo. Solo. But he is like mouthy. It's no, no. It's no. Oh, so it's just a dude quietly jacking it. Yeah, and it's. It's like I described it, one of those dancing fountains you see in Las Vegas. Just, <laughs> yeah. Wait. You'll we'll get it. Spewy. Wait, his shot? Yeah. His load? Yeah. I'm gonna. We're going details, guys. Like. I hope it? mom earmuffed because Jesus Christ. Like a dancing. This is so much worse than the last conversation. Like a that made dancing her upset fountain. About this podcast. Like a dancing fountain. Oh. So, 
came out. So it's, he he popped. He's a distance. He's got but a distance. He, he he was like, I made this earlier. I'm like, why? See, he didn't make it for you. No, he, he made not. it for someone else, and he sent it to you. Yeah. How which, many people have that video? Blech. Which I get it, recycling nudes. But sure, that's 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 that. dating in 2019. No, thank you. It's definitely different. No, thank you. <laughs> I hate it. Well, this is why. it's definitely, a, I mean, I think more rapey. I don't know. Even if my husband was a hobgoblin troll, I would <laughs> stay with him at this juncture. I would, because it's, fuck this nonsense. Yeah, sure. And so even when you think you found someone mildly normal, okay, I guess, sure. then, and then this then all of a sudden they come at you, hey, I bet you have a cute butthole. That is not that is, something you say. That is not how you, like, essentially introduce yourself. You know, like, here's the thing. I was I'm trying, Noel. I've got a real cute butthole. Dude Brain was trying to come up with excuses for the dude. He right? And I can't. And right. the reason I can't is because even if the other, excuse me, even if the other person says they're there for fun, yeah. there is, like, use the slightest bit of finesse. Words like, first. Like, try, try, right. try, like... Maybe getting sexy talk down before yeah, you send yeah, yeah. pick because like honestly uh, I'm guessing that you would have welcomed like light then into heavy flirting yeah that would have been fine sure right. it went from talking about getting tacos to su- all of a sudden I bet cute you butthole. have a cute butthole yeah that is that that's a hard jump we went from a... tacos to brown tacos real fast I was like really <laughs> my guy uh, yeah I how's uh, your starfish yeah it was uh, do you like Soft shell, hard shell. Let me see your butthole. That That's is right. not that was how a conversation no. progresses, no. my dude. Not like, even a little. A shit ton in the middle there's missing. There's a whole yeah. lot. You so got, like, you got to build the buttholes, my dude. You have to. You've <laughs> got to build up to the point where the other person wants a dick pic, exactly, and, and then requests the video to or quote, to talk about their butthole, or to quote producer Goose, "Buttholes are for the second date." <laughs> Buttholes <laughs> are for the second date, She's producer Goose. You I are right. I laughed so hard when she said that. She's I thought I was going to die. But yeah, so that was my... Well, after getting stood up by a fuckboy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. That's what I have to I say mean, I tried, him. but... Is he a comic? No. No, okay, no, 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 no. No, no. Stay strong. <laughs> <laughs> but, so that happened. I was like, well, fuck this guy. So I'm going to see what this guy's about. Like, oh yeah, we should hang out sometime. Let me see your butthole. Here's a weird poem. It wasn't. But <laughs> I was like, dude, you do know that I do stand up. I'm going to read this verbatim to so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because reading it verbatim, it's she hilarious. read it to me at dinner Can you tonight, please read and it? it's fucking yeah. hilarious. Okay, Can you fine. Please she's read gonna it? make it a part of her set. I am. And she's gonna call it a love poem. It's this is the love poem I received. Mm-hmm. This is the only reason I haven't deleted the text thread yet, because I have hilarious. to write it down first. Okay, so this... Have you blocked him on your phone? No, not yet. Okay. But it's happening. Um, so this this is the my love poem I It's received. like a haiku. Almost. Really. Guys, I'm just, yeah, just in advance. Good Lord. Bear with me here. <laughs> okay. Dating. Jim Caviezel. 2019. Jim Caviezel, take the we fucking wheel. We need you to take the wheel. Dri- yeah. Drive fast. Yeah, let's Preferably go. Thelma and Louise me just straight off of the nearest <laughs> cliff. Okay. Wait, hang on. Yeah. This could use the company. Of some ASMR. Of some ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> and go. So it, 
my, my love poem starts with, I'll bet you have a cute butthole. You should show me. <laughs> Could I tongue fuck you while and possibly stick a finger in your ass? <laughs> or you can always sit on my face the other way and we can 69 and you can choke on my cock. <laughs> I guess either way I can finger your asshole if you want. My beard might also tickle your pussy a little bit. <laughs> I just want to bend you over doggy style and stand up while you hunched down ass in the air and get balls deep as they slap your wet clit. My balls swinging back and forth against your wet clit as they pound your pussy. Mm. Yeah. And that's the one. I said I'm going to learn calligraphy so I can write that all out and hang it in our <laughs> living room someday in full view of our children. ASMR <laughs> is killing me, dude. Guys. A love poem from the internet. I do want to try this guac. I just had a bunch of food and I'm still doing this. It's really good. Yeah, that. So that was my night. So, listeners. Bill Hader would never. Bill Hader would never. Listeners, if you have a friend, brother, uncle, cousin, dad. Bill Hader. dad. Bill Hader. That is not a weirdo that wants to see her butthole that you think she might like. Send us a message at Ghosts and Hoes. You never know. Do you, you know Bill know. Hader? I need to know Bill Hader for so many reasons. She wants to sit on his face and That's see not. his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Only half of that is true. <laughs> well, shit, guys, I have a backhoe. Oh, good. Please get me out of the rest of this conversation. <laughs> well, from last week. When I was talking about my black-eyed kids. Yes. <clears throat> and I was talking about Brian Bethel and his mm -hmm. story being on a show, Monsters and Mysteries in America. Apologies to my friend Josh Gates. Uh, I said that that was probably on a shitty st the shitty mm -hmm. channel Destination Unknown, which is bullshit because Destination Unknown is... Oh, our friend Josh Gates. That's his show. show. I was I was talking about Destination, Destination America. America, where paranormal investigators and shows go to die. Yes. So fair. That is my backhoe. Sorry, Josh. Durian, you and me, lady boys, Thailand. We're still in. Anywho, my backhoe. Uh, so Imogen Borman played Tiffany in Hellraiser Two, not Jennifer, though. It was the 80s, and everyone was named either Tiffany or Jennifer. But so. I do love the name Imogen. Yes. It's one of my favorites. So, yes, not Jennifer. Tiffany. No, Tiffany. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's really soothed right now. <laughs> They're feeling super, like, anxiety-less. Is that a thing? Anyway. Yes. Uh, is, so, backhoes, that's it then, yeah? Yeah. Good. All right. Well, shit. Let's get to the reason why we're here. Hell yeah. I got a story. I got a story. I got a story. Hey, 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 hey. Excellent. So today, I have a story. It's, it's not a murder, most foul. It's just a kind of a creepy, weird fucking story. Hmm. We're going to talk about the Brodus family and the Watcher House. Ooh. Sounds creepy. Anyone? Anyone? No. Oh, okay. Well, so it... This looks really fucking long. It's just really big and different fonts. So bear with me. In June of 2014, the Ooh, Brodus family. No close. Yeah. To now. Brodus or Brodus? B R O A D D U S. I'm going to say Brodus? it's Brodus because that Brodus? is what yeah. Snoop Dogg's name is. Yeah. Sure. Snoop Dogg. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Why is nobody as cool as Snoop Dogg? 
Why is know. Snoop Dogg so cool? Hard to say. I know. Anyway, uh, so the Brodus family, Derek, Maria, and their three kids, purchased their dream home at 657 Boulevard in Westfield, New Jersey. Uh, the home was a six-bedroom colonial built in 1905. Ooh. In Westfield Boulevard. It's just called Boulevard. That That's doesn't it. feel like a real address, it but is. it is also New Jersey. Yep, it's not something this or that Boulevard. It's just Boulevard. Okay. Was at one time the street to live on. It was where you wanted to be. The home needed a few renovations that Derek and Maria wanted to get done before moving their family in. One evening in June, just days after closing on the home, Derek was there doing some painting, and he checked the mail, all excited because, you know, new house, and there wasn't much in there, considering they hadn't even moved in yet. Here's the mail, it makes me... Makes me want to wag my tail. When we it comes, I want to I wonder mail. who it's from. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Blue's Clues o'clock it was. Yeah. So there was an envelope addressed to the new owner. Ooh, creepy. That had been handwritten. And the note inside, however, was typed. And it said, Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard. Allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Okay. Did, did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Okay. Why are you here? Mm -mm. Are you one of those Hoboken transplants ruining Westfield? I will find out. I see already that you have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Bad move. The house is crying from all the pain it is going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. You are stealing its history. It cries for the past and what used to be in Wait the time. Wait a minute. Did I... you write this letter? No, ma'am. Okay. It cries for the past and what <laughs> used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard when I ran from room to room, imagining the life with the rich occupants there. The house was full of life and young blood. Then it got old and so did my father, but he kept watching until the day he died. And now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. Yeah. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted. Are there more on the way? Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. I asked the woods to bring me some young blood, and it looks like they listened. Fuck Who am the I? woods. I'll get there. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I'm in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out any of the windows in 657 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. 
Maybe I am one. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. Nope. And it was signed, The Watcher. Nope. Now, if that ain't some shit. Is that real? (coughs) Oh, this is real. But I do feel like that would be a letter you would write to (laughs) someone like (laughs) you in your dungeon of lies. So it was around 10 p.m. And at this point, needless to say, Derek was not okay. Uh, no. He went around the house, turned off all the lights so that no one could see in. He called the cops. An officer comes to the house, reads a letter, and his exact words were, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And asked Derek if he had any enemies. So Derek left, went to the house that he and his wife Maria were currently living in, Mm -hmm. tells her what had happened, and they decided to email the family that they had bought the house from, John and Andrea Woods. Ah. So when they referenced the Woods. Get it. Right. It was Andrea that responded, and she said that a few days before they moved out, they had also gotten a letter from the watcher talking about how they had been watching the house, but in the 23 years that they had lived there, they had never gotten anything like it, so she just tossed it and didn't think anything of it. Both families went to the police station where they met with Detective Leonard Lugo, who told them not to mention the letter to anyone, especially their new neighbors. So the family rightfully freaked the fuck out. Derek canceled a work trip. Maria didn't let the kids out of her sight. The renovations would go on. And a few days after the first letter, Maria, Derek, and the kiddos went to a barbecue across the street that was welcoming them and another new homeowner to the neighborhood. They had not told anyone about the watcher letter per Detective Lugo's instructions, remembering that it could be someone who lived in the neighborhood. So they're on edge and trying not to show it. They kept real close tabs on the kiddos. Uh, We kept screaming at them to stay close, Maria said. People must have thought we were crazy. Two weeks after the letter came, Maria goes to the house to pick up some paint samples and checks the mail. There's another letter. Mm -mm. And she immediately calls the police. This time, though, the letter was addressed directly to them, but the watcher misspelt their last name. Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. Workers have been busy, and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time, they will. I am pleased to know your names now, and the name of the young blood you have brought me. And then they listed the names and the nicknames of the three kids in their birth order. Ooh. And then said, I am pleased to know your names now. Oh, I already said that. <laughs> and then they brought me. Um, the letter asked about one of the children in particular, and the watcher said that they had seen the little girl using an easel, which was on the enclosed porch in the back of the house, and said, is she the artist in the family? The rest of the letter goes on to say, 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Mm-mm. Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. 
The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Broadus family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought you... No, lies. Mm. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. You know I will be watching. So needless to say, Derek and Maria did not bring the kids back over to the house. They were like, fuck this. Uh, They weren't sure whether they were ever even going to move into the house. Um, Three weeks later, another letter came. And because they were kind of in a like the stalled holding pattern, like, what the fuck do we do? They just kind of let it sit there. So three weeks later, letter says, where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend, and now it is my enemy. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. No fucking thank you. So, okay. Sir or madam. So, if this cuckoo bird lived there in the Mm. 60s, couldn't they find out? Mm. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck that was? I'm guessing that might be uh, the next thing you're about to talk about. Right. So, now, the letters themselves were marked as coming in from the Postal Service Distribution Center in Kearney, which is in northern Jersey. But oddly enough, because the whole thing isn't weird as fuck already, the first letter was postmarked on June 4th, which was before the sale of the house was even public, and the Woods never put up a for sale sign. Hmm. Right. It was also one day after the first contractors went in, and the contractors did nothing on the outside of the house. It was all internal. It was just real light stuff like paint and and assessing shit, getting bids. There was nothing that would be like, oh, there's contractors here, other than maybe a truck with a, you know. So... One random day during all of this shit, Derek had a conversation with his neighbor that lived two doors down named John Schmidt. And John had been telling him about some of the neighbors um, and had mentioned the Langfords who lived in the home between them. Peggy Langford was an older woman that had lived in the home since the 60s and had several of her adult children living with her. Suspect and highly questionable. Mm. Homeschooled? Mm, they're well they're old chained to their beds yeah right so john <laughs> said that the family was a bit odd pooping but on the harmless floor. pooping on the floor Damn right uh and one of her younger sons michael that lived her- there with her was sort of a boo radley type character oh mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know to kill a mockingbird look mm-hmm. it up educate yourselves <laughs> great book and derek was like oh my Maybe. god that's it case solved done it's got to be this guy right Lives right in between them, can see the backyard. Never accuse Boo Radley. Right. Exactly. The 60s was when the watcher said the father had started to watch the property. The family had been there since the 60s. Um, 
And it just so happened that Richard Langford, the father, had died 12 years prior. So Derek's like, this is it. Cool. Problem solved. Everything's starting to the line The weirdo's up. next door. Right. Everything's coming so, up Millhouse. Right. So Derek and Maria go to Detective Lugo, tell him about the Langfords, and- Lugs, babe. Right. Lugs, babe, brings Michael in for questioning. Michael said he knew nothing about any letters, and since there was no real evidence to go on, uh, that was that. Okay. Derek, though, was- Makes sense. Derek There's no was, proof. <laughs> right. Right. Derek wasn't having it. He felt his family was in danger, so he took matters into his own hands. Okay. He set up security cameras all over the property and would spend nights hiding in the darkness inside the house to see if he could see anyone watching from the outside. God, could you imagine if you were doing that and then you did see somebody? Right? Oh, my God. It makes me just want to like, it's like, shit myself thinking about it. It's like that scene in Paranormal Activity where the lady wakes up and just walks around the other side of the bed and stands there looking at him while he sleeps for four and a half fucking hours. It's kind it's, of the same it's thing. It's funny you say that. No. Because I'm going to get No. There. No. <laughs> you are not about to introduce the creepiest image I could have thought of in back into my own fucking head. No, but just, it's. Cl- it, I hate it. Okay, hang on. I hate it. Right. My nip noops. Right, you nip noops. So, <laughs> they Derek get and real Maria. real angry about right. stuff like that. Angry nipples. So, Derek like, and like, Maria. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, ooh, hate it. I get, you know, like when you get goosebumps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, but everywhere. Uh-huh. So and your nipples get I get, like, mm-hmm. real scared. I'm like, uh-oh. Just gotta, <laughs> don't look at my nip noops, guys, because yes. they're just as scared as I am. <laughs> they're not nips right now. They're nopes. Nopes. Right? They're nopes. I got some nopes. My nip My nopes. Nopes. So Derek and Maria felt that Michael Langford had to be the one. They were He's like, not. this is it. He's not. Mm-mm. He could see into their yard. Uh, which, talking about the little girl with the easel, it was an enclosed patio on the back of the house, not the front of the house. And mm-hmm. it was enclosed. Like, it'd be real hard to see. Um, they figured he could see into their yard, and he would have been in earshot to hear the kids' names and nicknames when Maria was calling them. Yeah. Um, it's probably, like, the Langford's, like, eight-year-old that's just, like, super eclectic and mm-hmm. educated. Well, she's in her 60s. All of her children are adults. It's yeah. probably a kid that just sleeps there. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like 10 years old. Right. So um, they hired a private investigator and uh, a former FBI agent named Robert Lanahan. So Lanahan noticed that the terminology in the writing pointed to an older person, and he didn't think that the watcher was someone that would act on their threats, and he said that they should look for former housekeepers or their relatives, uh, anyone that would be jealous or uh, weird, because he felt that it was really... The way that they were talking, it had to do with money and greed. Yeah. So he's thinking housekeepers. Um, and But he really didn't feel like whoever this person was, was really ever going to act on this. And also, real quick, just a side <laughs> note. You guys should look up this house. It's a fucking beautiful house. It's a gorgeous home. Have you seen it? I saw it when you were. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a pretty a house. Beautiful house. Yeah. Um, so Derek and Maria, however, kept their focus on the Langfords. Michael was brought in again for questioning, and Derek and Maria sent a letter to the Langford family saying that they were going to tear down the house, hoping that that would instigate another mm-hmm. letter, which it did not. Instead, they were probably like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> instead, Abby Langford got a lawyer and accused the Broadduses of harassing her family. <laughs> Fair. Fair, yes. Well, uh, yeah. So... By the end of, oh, but by the way, mm-hmm. DNA was found on a letter, and the writer oh. is a woman. Uh, Twist! Yeah. Uh, I saw but that coming. 
they they couldn't tie it to anyone. Right, right. Uh, by the end of and since no crime had actually been committed, they're not going to be testing. There's no the investigation. Numbers. Yeah, there's, right. So by the end of 2014, the investigation stopped. There's no evidence, and there's nothing more to go on. Derek. So far, victim was Zodiac. Right, right, right. Derek took the letters to a priest who agreed to bless his house. Sure. Okay. All the renovations are done. Alarm system installed. Derek's looking into buying a German shepherd. Yeah! Right? In the end, though, Derek and Maria decided it was not worth it. And six months after purchasing their dream home, they put 657 Broadway up for sale. Boulevard. Yes. And (laughs) uh, moved into Maria's parents' house. Mm-hmm. They listed the home for more than they bought it for due to the renovations. They did, but with all the rumors going around town about the house, people were giving super lowball offers. Of course. And one broker emailed them to say that with all the rumors going around about a stalker and such, they needed to know more. So the Broadduses sent out a partial disclosure to all that were interested, and they intended to fully disclose to whoever bought the house and thought about what would they would have done if the Woodses had done the same. Yeah, well, it's like, what the fuck are you going to say? So then they decided that they were going to file a lawsuit against the Woods family, which eventually got dropped because it's like, of course eh, it did. Yeah, no. The town itself, real small community, kind of turned on the Broadduses. The kids were teased and the community cried scam, saying it was all an elaborate scheme by Derek and Maria to get out of a home that they couldn't really afford. Mm-hmm. They tried to sell to a builder um, that was going to tear it down and turn it into a two. fucking parking lot. Well, no, they, it was a big enough lot that mm. a builder was interested in buying it, and it would, they would they would eventually tear the house down and build two. But Got the city it. shot that down real fucking quick, it's and the historical community landmark. rallied behind the city, and the whole thing became a media circus. Oh, yeah. So two years later. And not able to sell, they decided to rent the house out, which was better than nothing. Oh, wow. No. So, no, it's not. <laughs> two weeks after the family moved in, a letter arrived. And it said, violent winds, bitter and cold. Okay. To the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. Oh. You wonder who the watcher is? Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me, one of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and you're too scared to tell anyone. Good move. I walked by the new trucks when they took over my neighborhood and mocked me. Not no, news trucks. Mm. The news trucks. I dropped my S. I watched you walk from the dark house in an attempt to find me. Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. 657 survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters, barricading its gates. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the Watcher. Then the letter mentions the new renters and implied that something could happen to them, saying, maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet or loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles crash. Bones break. You are despised by the house and the watcher won. So everyone in the community had a theory. Mainly scams, this, that. A lot of people in the community would rally behind the Broadduses and some were just mad shit talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But then there were the copycat type letters that came. Of course. They were dropped into the mailboxes of the homes of those most critical of the Broadus family. And those letters were signed friends of the Broadus family. Turns out, though, that these letters were written by no other than Derek Broadus himself. So he admitted to it. He said he was embarrassed. He was ashamed. His wife didn't know. His excuse was that he was at his wit's end and that his obsession with the watcher had become like a cancer. And he thinks about it every day. And he was fed up with all the accusations against his family. Finally, in July of 2019, the house sold for $959,000 with Derek and Maria taking a $400,000 loss. Oh, boy. And the buyers have refused to comment. Netflix obtained the rights to the Watcher story Mm. after an intense bidding war in December of 2018. Henry Joost and Ariel Schulman, the duo behind several successful horror films, including two of the Paranormal Activity films, Uh are set to produce the project. Ooh. That is the story of the Broadus family in the Watcher House. And my sources were CNN.com. I just pulled up that article. Oxygen.com and The Cut. Very That was a great story. Thank you. I feel like the the humorous version of that movie has been made in essence already, and it is called Hot Fuzz. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Crusty jugglers. Yeah, so I mean, for those that think it was a scam, I mean, either eh, they took—I don't know—but why? But yeah, why? why would you? That's there's not... nothing to gain. Yeah, no. So, well, people thought that they had purchased a house that they couldn't really truly afford, had buyer's remorse, and were trying to get out of it. But the interesting thing is, the other family said they the got family a letter. got a letter, but they only got the letter the one time in 23 years, and it was right before they moved out. Yeah. So I don't know. The renter got one. They got a few. It's pretty fucking weird. Those are terrifyingly written letters, too. They are. are very creepy letters. They are. And the DNA on them was female. There were were a lot of suspects that came in and out. I mean, this is a really long fucking story. This is the short version. Yeah. There were a lot of suspects, mainly speculation. Nobody ever. There was one person that they tried to match the DNA to, and it was not a match. Hmm. So now in my head, it's like a murder house situation. Right. And Abby was, she lived in that house like Constance Langdon. <laughs> right. Abby Langford, Constance Langdon. Don't think that the I know you did. were not I lost know you did. So existence. that, and then she moved in next door. Right. She lived with her weird adult children. Yep. So that- clearly. This is an episode of American Horror Story. Yeah, for sure. Right. I wonder if they actually just got like, some of that from this story. Who knows? I mean, A. It's possible. I think American Horror Story premiered before this went down. Oh, maybe. Uh, Murder House, anyway, because that was mm-hmm. 2009. Yeah. Was it? But maybe The Watcher. Ago? Yeah, because uh, 1984 was the 10th season. That's true. Or no, it might have been the 9th season. season. But maybe The Watcher got their inspiration from American Horror Story. Either I way, know. it's a female. And it's somebody that was watching the house. And I mean, it sounds like a personal attack on the Broadduses to me. Yeah, which again, why? They so didn't go after the Woods family. They lived there for 23 fucking years. Yeah, they went ham. They went ham on the Broadduses. Hmm. I don't know. So that's why the cop was like, do you have any enemies? What the fuck? The mystery remains. 
it totally remains. They they finally sold it for nine fifty nine, but they took a they took four hundred grand to the butt. Oof. Yeah, four hundred grand a, to the butt. That is a big loss. Yeah, so big one. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm ruining your podcast. No, no, not at all. It's okay. People like ASMR. Yeah, I my mean, daughter does. She fucking loves it, especially the soap cutting ones. Oh, I like does she those. Are to the her podcast? jam. No, uh, I like. She's listened a couple times. I like the soap cutting ones and the uh, the paint. Paint makes a noise. No, no, no. The soap cutting <laughs> ones are silent. The paint ones. The sound of paint drying. Just watching the soap cutting videos. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's I good. do that's like good. the sound of the soap cutting. Candle making videos. Mm. Like the high speed where they, where they slice them. It's yeah. like several different layers and they cut them. Yeah, like and there's another looking. one where they do, like, there's a gal that does paint. And she like, she has all of her paint set up and she'll cut it. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, blend it in. You're like, oh, yeah. relaxing. Have you seen the lady who... Uh, Covers her cakes in like a marble paint, marble yes. paint frosting. Yes, oh, it's, so it's cool. you're just like, I'm so relaxed right now with the weirdest thing. It's magique. Also, it magique. one more. Have you watched videos of like, and this is gonna sound so fucking weird, but just go with me on this. Videos of like camo helmets getting their camo put on. Yes. No. It's a giant like- tub of water. And they take the helmet, and the paint is on the top layer. Yeah. And they take the helmet and very slowly and carefully dip it into the water, and the paint just sticks right to the That's plastic. That's how you make camel? It's like, sh- well, no, because you can do different patterns. It's like shrink wrapping, but with I've seen that paint. where you put paint on water and you dip things yeah, in it. And then yeah, it's, it's like, that. That's neat. Yeah. That's that was really neat. Cool. They're very relaxing videos. Super neat. Anyhow. So, yeah, that's the weird fucking story that's about very them. very creepy, and I would like to see that movie now. Right? Netflix has happens. the rights. So, Netflix has got their directors or producers, whatever the fuck they got for Whenever it. Whenever it happens. Yeah. No, weird shit. Like, I, I don't I don't know. That's creepy as yep. balls. Anyway. I don't like it. I Mm-mm. don't like it. No, I would... Um, the what? only... I, I would have to say that the Broadus family was the target. The end. For whatever yeah. reason. Who knows? For whatever reason. What do you have? So, okay. I've got a story. Yes. So, I like to hoard books. Yes. It's not. So do I. It's not a secret. Yeah. Uh, I was stuck. Do you read them? Sometimes. <laughs> so I like I've to read have them most just of the case. ones I have. I just have a small hoard of the ones I'm working on. No, mine's just a large hoard. I actually started buying a lot of books when we started... Um, getting ready to start the show Hmm. like different true crime all Mm -hmm, this stuff mm -hmm. and so one of those books that i've had for a while now i actually found at a random goodwill out near the coast Mm -hmm. uh it's called hidden files law enforcement's true case stories of the unexplained and paranormal by sue kovach um there are six sections and then they're each grouped into certain phenomena Mm mm-hmm for whatever whatever reason, I was drawn to section four, which is cult and occult phenomena. Weird. Oh, Shocking. I wonder why. Jeez, hmm. it's weird. I don't know. It's, uh, it's like you have right? some kind of I know like obsession. Would you say? I mean. A dick sense. A, a dick, dick sense. sense. Doctor K's got that. Yeah. Um. So I came across a story. I mean, I have a dick sense. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like a sixth sense, but it's a dick sense. A dick sense. Yeah. I like it. Um. But this story I'd never heard of before. I've got that. <laughs> Dr. K does too. Got it. Uh, Dr. K can look at a photo of a person and tell you what their how big their penis is, and he can claim he claims that he can smell a man's testicles from across the room. What? That's his dick Magic. sense. 
I don't have that. Yeah, he's got that. That's that's what he's got. Anyway, I'm disappointed. Uh, <laughs> it's too bad you can't learn. It's not a skill you can learn. No, you're just I think born you're born with, with it. it. Yeah. Maybe it's me, the lead. Maybe it's maybe the dick sense. Maybe it's dick the lead. Uh, dick oh. Bailey. <laughs> nope. Dick Bailey. Sounds like a real shitty politician. <laughs> it does. <laughs> dick or, Bailey. Or one of those lawyers. Like an ambulance chaser also you see like on TV. It's on a billboard. It also sounds like an STD. I'm Dick Bailey. I got Dick Bailey. Were Ooh. you injured in a car accident? <laughs> Call Dick Bailey. 555-0164. Yo soy el tigre. <laughs> Yo soy Dick Bailey. personal injury attorney, but he also practices maritime law. Because <laughs> why the fuck not? Mm. But not the kind you think. He represents whales. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Bailey. It's a type of whale. Yeah. I wanted, the, to, I wanted to be a marine biologist your... when I was eight. There's, mm. there's no, that was it. There's no, no that, other, that was that was it. Yeah, there's no other part to that story. I just wanted to be a marine biologist when I was eight. I wanted to be an archaeologist. You still do. I do. That's what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. Josh Gates, god damn it. Anyway, take me with you. Sorry, you did such a seamless transition into your story. You just went into this <laughs> conversation. Went to Goodwill, found this book, and uh, subsections, and this is what, actually what we're going to read today. Awesome. We're here here we, we go. It. It's time. And here we go. So, like I said, never heard of it before, and I could find very little information on it. Okay. Um, quick, do you guys want some water? Yes, please. Yeah. I'm good. I have some. You're good. Thank you. Do you I want would. some lemon yes. in your water? No, some thank lemon you. Lemon juice? No? Okay. No. Oh, uh, still or sparkling? Jesus. No, still is fine. Okay. I'm not. I would like ice, because I am a ice goblin. Please, and thank you. I shall return. Yes. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, so this, this case is... I'm like, I don't know why there was not that information. Maybe it was because it took place in the 80s. Okay. Um, but there should have been more information because it is bonkers. Mm-hmm. So this is the murder of Caroline Rubia. Oh. Yeah. Or Carolyn. Sure. We're going to say Caroline. Yes. Uh, and this Sweet is a quote. Caroline. Absolutely not. Bah, bah, nope. Bah. Definitely not. This is an en- part of an entry from her journal. Yes. He frightens me. Oh. He excites me. But also, he is not the same person I knew before. When I'm away from him, I miss him. When I talk to him, I feel different. It's like I'm afraid. I'm worried he'll hurt me. Oh, shit. So, Detective Sharon Lansdowne uh, recalled reading this passage from 52-year-old Caroline Rubia's journal and being enthralled. The 52-year-old woman had gone missing in June of 1988. Mm -hmm. She seemingly vanished after attending her grandson's baseball game. After she failed to return home the following day, June 2nd, mm-hmm. her husband and son went to the San Jose Police Department to report her missing. Uh, Caroline was an administrator at AT&T. Uh, she was a loving wife, mother, and grandmother. However, there was another side of Caroline that most people were completely unaware of. For 20 years, she'd been having an affair with Charles William Turner. The pair had met in a bar in 1968... And despite the fact that he'd been living with his girlfriend since he left the army in 1963, Rubia and Turner began their secret relationship. Oh. Are you about to sneeze? I was almost. Um, 
When Rubia's family met with Detective Lansdowne to report her missing, she discovered that Caroline had recently come clean about the affair and had attended a Catholic retreat with her husband in order to repair their relationship. Mm, Catholics. Yes. According to her husband, Caroline had attempted to end things with Turner, but he was not having it. Uh-oh. They also reported that he had previously threatened Caroline and had a history of violence with her and other women. Oh. Detective Lansdowne later learned that the last decade of the affair had been fraught with violence, uh, that Turner had started to lose his grasp on reality, and that he also started dabbling in the occult. Oh. Yes. So. <clears throat> yep. Dabbling. Dabbling, dabbling in, the occult. in the occult. Do you know how often we hear that? A he lot. was dabbling in the occult. She was dabbling in the occult. A lot of occult dabbling. Yeah, lots of dabbling. Lots of go dabbling. Go home. Right? Do it or don't. Thank you. Mm. Fuck. So, um, or how about if you're a psychopath and a murderer, don't. Yeah, I mean, it's all bad already. You don't need to make it look worse for okay, yourself. Okay, start over. Terrible. And <laughs> he frightens me. He excites me. That is where I started, but I won't. Do Chick's it. missing. Yep. Lady's missing. Yep. Any important names? Caroline. Caroline's Lydia. missing. Caroline's missing. missing. She put in her journal that her dude is scaring her, and she's missing. She's been having an affair okay. for 20 years. Standard, basic, uh, basic stuff. Yep, pretty much. So, Detective Lansdowne put out an APB on Rubia and her car. Uh, she found out that Turner had legally changed his name to Che. Hooch. Uh, Turner was Hooch and Turner. not Turner and no. Hooch. No, 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 no. He no. changed it to Hooch. I won't accept any other. Uh... Well, he actually changed it to something much better. Oh, good. Che Francois Toussaint. Stop it! Wow. He changed his name to that in 1979. So after they had located his home oh. in the nearby city of Campbell, Detective Lansdowne and officers from both the SJPD and the Campbell PD went to check things out. When they arrived, it was eerily still. There was That's, a there I was don't a like that no feeling. no there was a dog locked in the garage mm. and two saints truck was missing. Two and this is two a chains? quote. <laughs> two chains. Two chains. Truck was His truck gone. was missing. Most expensivest with two chains. Uh, so this is a quote from Detective Lansdowne. We got the most ominous feeling about this house. It was locked tight. Everything was completely closed up. Uh, she knew that Toussaint had told his friends he would kill himself if Rubia ever left him. Uh oh. Which was not sitting well with the scene laid out before law enforcement. According to Lansdowne, the exterior of Toussaint's house was very nice, very well kept. However, the inside was a very different story. Mm -hmm. There were papers and random trash all over the place. Hmm. And a surprisingly large amount of pennies everywhere. Pennies? Pennies. Just like all over the place. Huh. When they made their way into the living room, things got weird. We discovered an altar set up with candles, more pennies, and a path of notes leading up the stairs. Oh, boy. The notes were to a relative and told what to do with the dog. The front door had been barricaded with a couch and a chair. Now I was certain that somebody was inside. We headed upstairs. Oh, boy. Yep. This sounds like it's going to get real gruesome. It's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> After sifting through bedrooms packed to the rafters with clothing and old paperwork, uh, Detective Lansdowne discovered that Toussaint had previously been treated for something called Valley Fever. Uh, valley fever, it's mainly found uh -huh. in farmland areas. He was a 
contractor construction. He had his own construction business. Mm -hmm. So it was mainly found in farmland areas. It's a progressive disease that's contracted from airborne spores. Mm -hmm. uh, it also adversely affects the brain and may have been responsible for Toussaint's increasingly bizarre and erratic behavior. You get it in the desert, too. Mm -hmm. Valley uh, fever. While searching the hallway, Detective Lansdowne peeked into a closet and found yet another altar. This one held three photos of Caroline Rubia, each oh. topped with a little mound of salt. Oh. Uh, uh -huh. There were three upside-down mason jars that held various spices what? and papers okay. and were topped with more salt. One jar was filled with a brown liquid that the police initially thought was blood, but it turned out to be molasses. Okay. Yeah, I've Sweetening seen that. jar. <laughs> well, uh, each jar was also yeah, labeled with house. a strip of tape. One said me. You had what in your old house? It's a big fucking jar of molasses. Just molasses? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, as far as fine. I know. Oh, these these were full of like papers with writing on them, mm -hmm. spices, and then the one with molasses. Uh, they each had tape on them that labeled each jar. One jar was labeled me. Another said Carol. Carol Rubia, stop it. And the last said, Carol and die. Uh, Carol, like. Carolyn, Caroline. Not just it. Carol and I. Oh, Carol oh. and I. Yeah. Oh, I thought I said Carolyn. Which die. should be yeah. me and Carol, but whatever. Yes. At this point, things were getting a lot scarier. We knew nothing about this or what it meant. I thought it might be some kind of voodoo, but I really didn't know. Mm -hmm. Detective Lansdowne. Mm -hmm. A peek into a garbage can only led to more questions when they found a paper sack, a recipe that called for a dirt container. I don't know if that means a container full of dirt or a dirt made a container made out right, of dirt. Right. Not sure. Crushed red pepper, tartar powder, three crosses, and a to-do list that reminded Toussaint to put a dime under the couch when we have sex, put salt in my socks to combat evil, get Tabasco sauce back up to water and toss it over shoulder, and a black candle for her to leave. Okay. So he's got a weird fucking occult yes. thing going on. Um, they also found pages from the phone book with the contact information for people that were involved in the occult, as well as business cards from occult practitioners. So he was going through the phone book, taking out pages of, like, psychics. Right. All right, this right, kind of right, stuff. Right. Oh, boy. Uh, if you're wondering, this is where it gets worse. Oh, good. This this is where, right now. Okay. Uh, the Here team entered the bedroom and finally discovered the six foot six Toussaint dead in his bed. He's six foot six. That's a big, big man. dude. Uh, Toussaint's body was bright red. Oh! A telltale sign of cyanide poisoning, which is not a gentle way to go. Oh. Uh, it apparently took a few hours for him to die, and he was found with a towel in his mouth, probably to bite down on while screaming in pain. Oof. Oh, I'm sorry. Could you say that again? He what now? Had what? Uh, he had a towel in his mouth. Ah. To bite down on as he died. Oh, because pain. he gave himself cyanide poisoning on purpose. Probably not knowing that that's what it did. Oh, and it made his skin bright have. red? It turned his skin bright red, which I was thinking about the yes. body parts that you had found. Yes. Well, not well you I didn't find the body parts. But was the, <laughs> that would have been which gruesome. Which one was it? Uh, the torso murder. The Chicago. The Chicago. Yes. The Cy cyanide. Bodies were found red and leathery. Yep. Oh. Cyanide. Cyanide. And uh, I forgot to write it down, but when she was describing him, Detective Lansdowne, mm -hmm. she said that he was probably about six foot six, but he looked very small in his bed. Mm -hmm. So, cyanide poisoning. Not a great way to die. So, is this dude, real quick, Is was he sus uh, a suspect in the missing girl case? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It was the. Uh, She'd man. been having an affair with him for 20 years and had recently, okay. recently so been like. They're checking out the boyfriend. 
Oh, 100. Because he, he is the suspect, yeah. Always. Got and it. her husband was the one that went to the police. Okay, got, so, it, got it, got it. Cyanide poisoning, screaming in pain. Mm. After making the grisly discovery, uh, they found a final altar near the bed. Uh, this one was covered in candles, various voodoo items, and more pennies. They also found a gun next to the bed, but it hadn't been fired. Okay. Law enforcement now had very good reason to believe that Toussaint had murdered Caroline Rubia, but further searches for evidence like a murder weapon or clues to where her body might be came up completely empty. Um, he says, I'm a witch. He went to New Orleans and spent $3,500 to have someone bring him into the swamps to find out what kind of black magic I perform. He showed me strange things and demanded that I tell him what they mean. I couldn't. How could I? I'm afraid of that stuff. Um, an entry from Caroline Rubia's journal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detective Lansdowne went into various occult and voodoo, or she went to various occult and voodoo practitioners to see what she could learn about the scene in Toussaint's home um, and believed that a better understanding of the practices would help her with the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, she showed them his journals and random writings for insight and was told that he didn't follow any specific sect of any practice and that he seemed to pick and choose what he thought would work for him. Right, made it his own. Uh, yeah. While interesting. Which, fine. Yeah. It didn't help Lansdale learn anything about his use of voodoo, though she did learn that he had an incredibly violent past with women and that Caroline Rubia's existence made him incredibly paranoid. Oh, what? 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 Yep, we'll get there. Uh, These experts believed that Toussaint had most likely buried Caroline Rubia somewhere in a voodoo ritual in order to keep her spirit from coming back to get him. Mm. Okay. Um, Well, he definitely seemed to prefer the voodoo. Yes. And just did Um, his own version of... Yeah. So 48 hours after the discovery of Toussaint's cyanide-filled body... His okay. truck was found in the mobile home park where he had previously resided with his other long-term girlfriend, Stephanie. Hence the name change. I get it. Got Possibly. It. Well, okay. he changed his name in 79. Doesn't mean he wasn't practicing. That's true. Um, so sitting on the front seat of his truck was a bloody newspaper dated June 2nd, the day that Rubia had disappeared, and a pair of bloody prescription glasses that also belonged to Carolyn Rubia. Mm-hmm. Two days after that... They discovered Rubia's car in the parking lot of a fast food place near her grandson's school. Mm-hmm. The employees informed the police that it had been sitting there for quite a while. Ah, not great. Also of note, Stephanie, Toussaint's girlfriend, had MS, multiple sclerosis, mm-hmm. and as soon as she began exhibiting symptoms, he bounced. Mm. So this poor woman went blind. Oh, shit. And instead of being a decent yeah, human MS person, he left her on her own. He told all of his friends that Rubia had caused Stephanie's illness with her witchcraft. And according to sources, um, he claimed that all of the jars were meant to contain evil spirits and magic in order to keep himself protected and that he, quote, wanted a barrier between him and Rubia in both worlds. Hence the molasses. Mm. Stephanie even reported that he would cover her doll collection with a sheet to smother their power because that's how afraid of bad spirits he was. Got it. Oof. Yeah. Um, in addition to the valley fever addling his brain, uh, Toussaint's construction business was hemorrhaging money, and his paranoia convinced him that he was going to die at any moment. Uh, he also told his friends that Caroline Rubia had been poisoning him, mm. which, okay. Sure. Uh, naturally, he blamed Rubia and her witchcraft for all of it, so he decided to murder her on a completely separate occasion. 
Okay. In his rantings, they discovered an entry where he details how he had taken Rubia into the mountains of Santa Cruz with the full intention of killing her. He planned on making her dig her own grave before carrying out the crime, but for whatever reason, he didn't follow through that night. It was following this incident that Rubia came clean to her husband about the affair um, and agreed to attend the retreat to fix their marriage. Toussaint found out about her plans to reconcile with her husband and was pissed. Um, he attempted to contact her. She blew him off. Uh, with this information, the police began to search for Caroline Rubia's bodies, body in the mountains where Toussaint had originally intended to kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he actually took her out there, threatened her, was going to kill her, didn't. Oh, that'll fuck you up. Yeah. Um, so her family enlisted the use of psychics to aid in the search, but no one, including police, were able to find any evidence of where she may be buried. Huh. Lansdowne worked the case and followed every lead she was given, but after two years of searching, the case went cold. Hmm. So, near the end of March in 1989, a local Santa Cruz family received the shock of their lives when their four-year-old German Shepherd puppy, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yay, uh, came trotting into the yard carrying a dirty old tennis shoe. Uh oh. With a decomposing human foot still inside. Rut row! Yeah, huh? Uh, the shoe was a size five and a half white Reebok high top, which is exactly what Caroline Rubia had been wearing the day she disappeared. Bitchin' Reebok. Which I also have a pair of, <laughs> by the way. They're real good jazzercise shoes. Yeah. Um, police started their search again and finally found her remains, skull included, in a shallow grave in an isolated area. In the Santa Cruz Mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detective Lansdowne said, Nobody would have ever thought to look in that area. If there were any voodoo artifacts on the grave, they long ago had been washed away by heavy rainstorms. It was just a simple, lonely grave. Due to the amount of time that had passed, the state of decomposition made it nearly impossible to conclude a cause of death, but they believed that 47-year-old Toussaint had shot Rubia before going home and killing himself. Uh, the Rubia family were finally able to get closure and held a funeral for Caroline, which Detective Lansdowne was invited to and attended. Um, in spite of his rapid descent into violence and madness, Caroline Rubia still seemed to hold to St. Deep in her heart. Mm-hmm. In her final journal entry, which was two weeks before she was murdered, she wrote, I talked to him every day. Today was real heavy just because I asked him if he's been celibate. I told him for 20 years I never was with anyone else. I know he still loves me and I still care about him. Oh. Yeah. And this this part is very spooky. Okay. So everything solved fine. In 1993, yeah. a man found an old mildewed wallet in a restaurant parking lot in the Santa Cruz Mountains. When he picked it up to see who it belonged to, he found a note that read, Oh, no. <clears throat> to whom it may concern, should any harm come to me due to the circumstances of events as written in my book, it is inevitable that Mr. Che Francois Toussaint will be totally or partially responsible. While the contents of the wallet and the wallet itself were filthy and decaying, the handwritten note and Caroline Rubia's driver's license were in perfect condition. Goo. Goo indeed. Goo indeed. And that is the murder of Caroline Rubia. That was good. Thank Murder. you. My sources, obviously, were the Hidden Files book, uh, author Sue Kovach and Sharon Lansdowne, um, Santa Cruz Sentinel, 
via newspapers.com from an article in the 80s from Mark Bergstrom and APnews.com. Cool as hell. Right? Oh, my God. The name change of his makes so (laughs) much fucking sense now. Yeah. And then, like, some of the people that she had went to speak to, like, be like, hey, can you tell me about voodoo? Some were at, like actual practitioners somewhere i think there was one she spoke with that was a like a professor of religion Mm -hmm. just to give her better insight and in the book she says that looking back there were probably other cases that she had worked on and didn't realize had anything to do with the occult and voodoo right but like that retrospect she's like oh that makes more sense now right but that was the one yeah that kind of Woke her up. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, oh. Oh, got yeah. it. Yeah. So. Interesting. Whether, and it had been for 10 years that he had started to decline and get right. real. But most likely that, or at least a large part of that, probably stemmed from the valley fever. Yeah. Because it just progressive, degenerative. Right. Right. Disease, illness, what have you. So crazy. Yeah, he's just, and probably his business wasn't doing great because, you know, he's flying from L.A. essentially to New Orleans to be taken into the swamps to learn what kind of black magic his girlfriend is doing, which is none. Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> hmm, so what about this? Nope, I'm, I get it. Yep, nope. I want to go to New Orleans and I miss it. Get deep into the swamps and I don't want to go that deep into the swamps. I do. It scares me. Yeah. Cuz you know what's in there? Bugs, swamp people. Yes. The southern relative of hill people. Yes. I don't want it. It scares me. I'm into it though. Yeah, I mean we eventually do have to take one of those boat tours. I know. We've gone to New Orleans so many times We've and tried. we never <laughs> leave the quarter. We can't. We can't. It's like I'll I, go with you and drag your asses out of there. It's Okay, hard. you can try, but trust when I say once you get there with us, you'll be like, "No way!" Yeah. Oh no. There's no reason to leave the quarter. You misunderstand. When you tell me something and we go to a place and you tell me something about that place mm-hmm. that you've never done but always wanted to do, I will drag your asses out of there kicking and screaming to go do okay. the other thing. Well, right. I mean, we kind of need it. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. I just remembered something. The creator of the grenade died. I saw that. Awful. Uh, on so In many le- every all levels. levels. But I do have, to, I do have that man to thank. For saving my life when you got hit by when a car. I got hit by a car, correct? Because I was a grenade and a half deep that night. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Had I been sober, I'd have died. Ever the well, one and only time you could ever say Everclear saved someone's the life. I'm only, probably sure. literally yes. only time. Well, that was a fucking good story. We had some good stories tonight. Good yeah. stories tonight. Now, now it just makes me I'm like I really should start fucking reading these books. I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's some gems in here. <laughs> some real okay. gems. I started reading the story after this one, and I was like, oh, I got to stop. This is gross and sad. <laughs> but I will. That was a. That re, Seth Rogen was here just now. Anybody else? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do that. <laughs> there was a guy that I used to work with at one of the call centers I worked at. He sat behind me, and he sounded just like his speaking voice and everything sounded like Seth Rogen. It was insane. That would be hard to work. It kind of was, because every now and again he'd be like, 
chuckling on the phone with someone. I'm like, Seth Roganing, motherfucker. That's what are you doing over there? Right? Seth Roganing. Yeah. Rogan-ing? Yeah. 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 That's sure. good. But yeah. So. Good story. Thank you. Shit. Very solid story. Yeah, yeah we very had some good solid. ones tonight. It's good. That was both very creepy. So uh, the next time you hear our voices, it'll be Krimis. I mean, Kramis. Kramis? Kramis. 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 Yes, and we will have a very lovely yeah. holiday episode for you. We shall. We shall. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, that was a real easy one today, kids. It was. It was. Yeah. Um, right? I feel like there was something I was going to say. Titties. I forgot. No. Sorry, earmuffs. Titties. Dicks. No, we just... We just Balls. <laughs> fuck you, Bob Cranmer. Vaginas. Vagina. We still don't have a cease and desist, so we don't. I mean... I'm hey, gonna, Bob. I'm going to go till we can't. Bob. I'm going to go till we can't. Here's the thing. It's yeah. almost Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that you could give as a gift to the Ghost and Host podcast recorded at Cranival Studio. Produced by Random Lawrence Bay. <laughs> is not only your permission, but enthusiasm <laughs> for Danielle and I to walk into your home and without buying it dinner, without providing any lubricant, <laughs> without any kind of foreplay of any kind. While insulting its mother. While insulting its mother and slapping its face. Yeah. We are going to fuck your house. Yes. Like it's never been fucked before. Into it. Can't wait. I'm going to wreck that house yep. with my fucking. Yep. Just. I will rain down upon that home with uh. the fiery passion of a thousand suns behind this dick. <laughs> fucking your house. You know, on second thought, I feel like attorney Dick Baleen may, <laughs> may have to represent the Cranmer house. <laughs> He's also a real estate attorney, but not the way you think it is. <laughs> he represents the houses. Oh, Stick Bailey and the Watcher? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Dick Bailey, attorney at law and also very creepy housewife. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. He's he represents that he's like the Lorax who speaks for the trees, but, but Dick Bailey <laughs> speaks for, for the, the houses for the for six fifty seven Boulevard, yeah, uh-huh. and the Cranmer House. By the way, um, all of you. So now that you've already listened to this entire episode, what I want you to do is go back and start it over. And every time I say six five seven Boulevard, you have to take a drink. No, yeah. you will die. Take yeah. a shot. Nope, of the alcohol. No. Don't take a shot. Take a. You sip. should definitely drink. Like have like. I don't know. <gasps> five a... cans ready. Oh, Have God. five pints Get ready. Get your white claws. Because it's a lot of 657 Boulevard. Yeah, there's another one. I, I See, and I don't want you all to die. That's why Not I on my watch. Can't. Hang on. I don't care. 657 Boulevard. 657 Boulevard. 657 Boulevard. 657 Boulevard. It's only when she says it because oh. you're like this. So, yeah, you need to go back. <laughs> Fair. Or, better yet, what you need to do is tell your friends, hey, there's this really cool podcast you have to listen to with me, and we're going to play a drinking game, and yeah, then listen wait. to the podcast. I have a call, I have a call to a call to action. A yes. CTA. A call to arms. Yes. Um, guys, y'all should y'all should make a, a Ghost and Hose drinking game. Ooh. Like, I just did. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> not, not with this episode, but like, in general. For Ooh. every episode. So like, every time I say, oh boy, you have to, you have to take a sip I think, off the I was going to say, it should be like an audio bingo. Yeah. Where what do I get... say a lot? I say fair. Fair. You say fair. Or uh, into it. Into, into it. it. Yep. 
Fuck Bob Cranmer's house. Mm. I feel that's, like that's like half the content you guys have put out. That's, now. But see, that's a double because we both say it. So that has to be right. like a waterfall where you just. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You you drink the entire time we are talking about fucking his house. <gasps> yes, you have to chug until you yep, stop you talking ha- about yep. it. Okay, we're we gonna get in trouble if people die of no. alcohol poisoning. No. no, no. <laughs> I mean, use your own fucking discretion. These are just Be an ideas. adult about it, goddammit. Yeah, these drink are responsibly, I- guys. These are ideas. Drink as responsibly as I do. What are some other things that you guys say? Oh, fuck. Touche. Touche. Oh, my God, touche. Um, drink if there are backhoes. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. you guys don't have them super often. No, we don't. So, like, backhoes should Ooh, be a shot. We're that good. Yeah, backhoes are shots. Um, whenever there's a daily jang... Oh. I feel like you have to you have to do something real crazy like what is it the Chinese fire drill? Oh sure sure Where sure. You, not in your car, please don't. Yeah. I mean like when you're listening at your house, have a party. Listen, when there's a daily jang, you have to get up and play like a musical chairs type thing. See, situation. that's another one that you could do when Randall says sure sure sure. Sure 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 sure. Uh-huh. Oh, here's one too. Keep oh. sipping until he's done shoring. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Sure, 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 Every sure. time I interrupt, you're going to be fucking plastered halfway into oh. any of these episodes. <laughs> into it. Um, there should be a rule. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. There should be a rule. Yeah. Where it's a it's a it's a ghost and hose pre pool, and okay. you have to put bets down on the type of story that they think you guys are going to tell. <gasps> you guys should do this on our Facebook page. Yes. Isn't there like some sort of chat. Um. Uh, not that people can do. I mean. So. No. For all the all I mean, our peoples. Do that. They're... Somebody start a thing. Start a thing. Start, start a thing. Start, start a page. You can play games. This particular drinking game with all of our other listeners. How do okay. we make this a thing? <gasps> if you guys start submitting rules, yes. start submitting rules. We'll do a Cards Against Humanity grassroots kind of thing. Ooh. So start submitting rules either on yeah, Facebook, yeah, yeah. Instagram, or to the to the email. Okay. And then or once Twitter. we have enough of them combined with our own, we will release an official Ghost and Hose drinking yes, game. Yes. Done. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Comple- yes. Made completely by you and somewhat by us. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I mean, into it. Uh, anytime I talk about wanting to sit on Bill Hader's face. Yeah. Anytime we talk about dicks. Oh, oh boy. That has to be an easy That's drink like a... situation. Sure, 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 sure. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh. Or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Ooh, so or, excited. Or, bless it. Oh, bless it. God bless it. God bless it. That has to be... That has to be something. I believe in you guys. You yeah. guys are going to come up with some awesome stuff. We, yes. Yeah, we believe in you. And we're very- 100%. Well, I'm super excited about Here's it Here's the now. thing. As soon as we get 30 ideas, we'll start putting something yes. together. <gasps> oh, another one. We'll get graphics on it. We'll yeah. have somebody we know. We'll make, that, we we'll know make this into a thing. Here's where it gets worse. Huh. Oh, that's another- Yep, here's where it gets worse. And as it always does- Oh, sure, sure, sure. Here's where it gets worse. <laughs> I've never not going to think about that now. I also had one like- what was the game we they all played? Things. Oh yeah, they played a new girl. I don't fucking Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a game that they played that was like it's oh, a I drinking know. game. It's oh, really hilarious. There are actually no actual rules, but it's really fucking funny. Um, oh shit! Yay! Yeah, much excite. That's a, I. You're new. welcome, everybody. You're welcome. I just had a great idea. I'm gonna get y'all fucked like Bob Cranmer's house. Yep, and it's gonna start by all of you. Yes. Finding a friend that hasn't listened to the podcast and saying, listen to this podcast. We're playing this game. It's called 657 Boulevard. <laughs> that will be the intro. That's the name of the game. <laughs> 657 Boulevard. And it's, we have, that's got, yes, it's called 657 Boulevard. And we're yes. going to get death threats from the watcher. And I'm so excited <laughs> about it. And then you're going to make your friends. 
And my house, Listen. my business is registered to my home. Cool. So when he pulls it up oh, on Google Maps, he's going to know exactly where I live. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> cool beans! I'm just Cool, being... cool, cool. Beans! Cool beans! God, his mouth so, yeah, me. Go re-listen to this with your friends who've never heard it and tell yes. them you're playing 657 Boulevard. Subscribe. Throw your friend's phone in the river. Yep, yeah. Sc- subscribe one. Rate. Please do yeah. the things. Review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Thank you to all of you. Thank you to so our patrons. Much. Yes. Thank you to everyone who has left us ratings and reviews. We appreciate that. Please keep them coming. Just got the new world to us. Preach, preach. Um, oh, yeah, preach and too. yeah, we've got the really cool Christmas episode coming up. It's just Yep. It's a regular day, but we're just going to make it super Christmassy. Not yep. that either one of us are religious. Oh, but there's Christmas me. shit that you. I know there's it's Christmas coming. shit out there. Oh, there oh, is. There's boy. so much Christmas oh, there shit. Is. Out oh, there. yeah. There's. And really uh, on December 28th, we, yes. with our group, Hella Paranormal Investigations, are doing a really fucking cool investigation. And then afterwards, the entire team is going to be here to talk about it on a hoedown. Yes. And then uh, we will be uploading things and stuff to a YouTube that we're starting so people can see snippets of videos or whole videos if you want to watch of our investigating. We've got stuff and things in the works. So many things. So many things. So Do y'all um, make do you make stuff? Are you are you makers? Let us know. You got some cool some cool stuff that you yeah. might want us to have? Let us know. Yeah. And uh, the merch is coming, but we do have some hella paranormal investigations. We've got our paranormal team shirts. If any of you are interested in buying those, those will be available. Uh, Hit us up. We're also going to put together a little prize pack Mm. for a raffle because we want to uh, take some of the proceeds from whatever bid raffle winner we get and uh, send them on over to the Doe Project. Yep. So, and if you have not opted into Jed Match, do, do the thing, check it out. So, until next time, y'all. <gasps> Hexes and hoes, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Bye. Bye. Fuck you, Bob Kramer. Fuck you, Bob Kramer. Dick. Studios.